<laughs> Hell yeah, brother, run it. <laughs> I will run it. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Bar Talk, the spirits and beverage podcast from the Relief and Resource Company in Fenton, Michigan. We come to you, as always, courtesy of iLogic Media, our uh, production partners. And if it's a nice, nice little reminder, if you haven't checked out any of iLogic Media's other content, that's a bunch of wonderful stuff up, uh, up on their uh, social sites and on uh, Spotify, etc. You can check out stock tips and sports stuff and uh, their version of a drunk history show, Whiskey History, I think is what it's called. Yeah, so yeah. give them uh, give them a look because it's not all just three clever folks talking about bar stuff. But we are, um, well, first of all, I'm John Foley, uh, owner of Relief and Resource, joined as always by Courtney Booms yeah. and Mark Miller. Yes, sir. And we're going to kind of deviate from... Um, what we've done for a few of these episodes, which has been some some pretty educational stuff, pretty amazing things where we tackle certain spirits categories, history, or um, kind of educational educational subjects. We did women and whiskey last time, which was really really fun. But we're gonna just uh, kind of goof around today and talk about um, the fictional bars we would most like to drink at. Yeah, yeah. So Should I think be a fun one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Inevitably, in this industry, you, have, you know, pop culture overlaps what we do a lot. You end up talking about pop culture a lot at the bar, and uh, eventually, you just kind of roll around to thinking about what what bar in pop culture would be the most yeah. fun to to imbibe at. I mean, so. that's how the idea for this pot, this specific episode started. Really, you know, I think yeah. you and I were talking about it one night. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because it's fun to talk about. Yeah, you could jump into that TV show with a movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, we're going to kind of just talk in general about some of the ones that we that came to mind as we brainstormed the topic. But then we're also going to talk about like what like we're our pick kind of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like one a more you would, personal. A yeah. more personal one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the first time I ever thought about drinking in a fictional bar or like wanting to go to a fictional like bar or restaurant was in high school. Um, the short story, A Clean, uh, Well-Lighted Place by Hemingway is a story that pretty much takes place in a Spanish bistro. And it's a discussion between um, an older waiter and a younger waiter. And um, they're pretty much just observing customers, specifically one old guy who is just nailing Randy. Just uh, chugging it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he wants his snifter filled up like all the way. And I, as I remember, the younger waiter really wants to get out of work because he wants to go to like, yeah. a, like a it's a, like a, a union or a communist meeting or something like he's oh no he just wants to go home to his wife he wants the extra oh, hour i thought he was an organizer um they talk about they it they talk about it but, but that's not where he's the going the specific yeah. one is like the extra hour to get home to bed okay yeah and he he's pissed because this guy is basically keeping them there and it, it ends with a lovely um kind of monologue from the older waiter to the younger waiter about mm. the virtues of a of a clean well lighted place yeah and just um I mean, not to dive too deep into it, but it's also an aspect of loneliness, right? Like mm -hmm. the combination of this old man who doesn't want to go to bed yet. He just, you know, a lot of us do the whole like mm -hmm. continue to watch Netflix or scroll through Twitter. It's that yeah. same thing. You just don't want to really go back to go back home or get your day finished yet. You really and that bistro is what he has. Yes. And that's the that's what he has to keep him from the clean loneliness. Yeah. yeah. And I just always wanted to jump into that bistro and then finish a brandy and walk down like a beautiful <laughs> Spanish street. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what. Um, what started me thinking about this kind of thing. And then uh, in high school watching um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Because I thought the bronze looked like a really, really cool place to hang out oh, when I was yeah. in high school. Yeah. 
not as cool now. No, the Browns is, <laughs> it's such a 90s weird, like, YA like, vibe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But I mean, also, like, obviously, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so it's very, like, dark and yeah. moody. And it's like, why are teenagers in, like, what's going on? Like, yeah. Brooding teenagers? What brooding do you have teenagers. going on in your life that yeah. you need to start, like, It looks like the most dangerous all-ages bar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, well, not Spider even considering that there's like demons and vampires. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Yes, and then it eventually burns down, taking with it probably some <laughs> sub D tier '90s band. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, there's always oh, some pretty... tons of sweeping shots over yeah, like yeah, very sweeping grungy. Shots. Fuel was uh, playing yeah. there at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the you know I thought the bronze was real hip in high school, but not not so much now. I still I lovingly watch like I, I mean I still look upon it. Um, Finally, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The bronze it's episodes that pop up. Yeah, <laughs> and you always see Angel like lurking in the back. Like, I know. Yeah, who's who's the character you seek out first? At the bronze. Yeah. Oh man, I would probably go talk to Willow because she's just drinking alone. Yeah. You know, and, and I, she's so sweet. You can yeah. sit there and hang out with Willow all night. Like yeah. if you talk to somebody else, you're gonna get into some some bullshit later. Yeah. Like, get into the yeah. souls of the universe. Right. Conversation yeah. versus. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd probably talk to Willow first. Just like slam another. <laughs> yeah. Try to avoid Spike as much as you can. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Obnoxious. Probably Sorry. Xander too, because he'd just bring it back to himself, and I could. I don't know. I don't think yes. talk about it. He's yeah, a narcissist, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, and and we can. I'm gonna throw out a couple other ones so that we can go on forever. I, I have on my list here the the prancing pony, where um, oh, yeah. we find that it comes in pints in the mm -hmm. uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Uh, which just seems like great, you know, a little like fantasy world pub. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like you and I talked about pre-show. Uh, Important to the the storyline of Fellowship too, because that's where we meet uh, Strider. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's the kind of pub where you can uh, you can nail one too many and then go to sleep because they have the they rooms. Have up. rooms. It's an inn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they yeah. I forgot about that. As well. They have like half rooms or something. Yeah. Like that. Yes, they do that's have right, half rooms. Right, they right. go into that more in the yeah in, in the, the book. Yeah. In the film. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, so you mentioned the prancing pony. Its predecessor to the ho in the Hobbit is the Green Dragon. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. where Gandalf. And is that in Bree? Yes. I think so. I think I, I want to say it's yes. not in the Shire. It's in the it's in, correct. Or it's not in the Shire. Bree is Prince. Uh, somebody's so, so somebody who's I'm really into talking about messing this up, and somebody's going to nail me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the comments are like, like it's idiots. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's where Gandalf and Thorne meet, though, and discuss the need of a thief. Where of course Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah. so very quintessential. Things get done in bars and Tolkien stories. Yeah. <laughs> As they should he get did, something he done. There's a lot of things on uh, yeah. Wales in the UK and yeah. their general culture. So. Uh, we also have here um, uh, the Gold Room yes. from The Shining, mm. which yes. I don't think I would stay in for very long. No, but it'd be cool to be there for one. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool to be there for one. Watch Jack Torrance just go apeshit. Yeah, and also they sort of advocate. At the yeah, Gold Room, oh, which I is weird. He gives him a Jack Daniels, right? Um, but he spills advocate on him. Yeah, I remember that. Which now. is which is a gross thing to have spilled on you, let alone. I've never actually drank advocate. It sounds <laughs> weird. Yeah. So weird. a future podcast episode where Mark and Courtney watch John drink advocate, <laughs> which is a custard liqueur and sounds really strange. Thank Correction: you for We me out see of the actual much. consumption of it. We just well, get to you're watch like, you. You're lactose intolerant. That's right? true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thanking advocate. you for real. Not sarcastic. Let's have an avocado drinking competition, Foley. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> is that the gold room? Is that the bartender where he's like, "What's your pleasure, sir?" Or is yeah. I'm thinking of something else. No, "What's your pleasure, sir?" Is the guy who sells the 
Frank the Box at the beginning of Hell. That's Hell. right. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. The, the, the junk store owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see, a quick run through some of the other ones. We have the pool hall in Pinocchio, where if you get too, um, too effed up, you will eventually uh, turn into a donkey. We have uh, the Titty Twister at Dusk Till Dawn, which <laughs> yeah. you definitely want to go to for happy hour and not late night service. Yeah, don't stay. Yeah, don't, don't stay. stay yeah, no. Don't stay. Uh, Bob's Country Bunker from the Blues Brothers, where they have both kinds of music, country and Western. And you can whip a beer bottle at the band if you don't like their music because <laughs> the cage will. Yeah, which would be great. Um, and then uh, Patty's Pub, of course. Of course. Where the service might be terrible, but you will probably never get <laughs> cut off. Drink with the gang. Yeah, yeah you'll never, you'll get, never cut get cut but off. But you could watch an episode, or a, sorry, a performance of, of Nightmare. Yeah, you could. Which would Night be mind coming. Uh, of Night course, from, um, I don't know if we said, but from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Patty's Pub. Patty's Pub. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. mention that. Yeah. I just feel like the show's been on for so long that everybody everyone knows, just it. knows it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like seeing the diner and everybody knowing that you mean Seinfeld. Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, why don't we just go like one by one? I suppose, yeah. and like hit, on, and we'll kind of alternate, and we'll hit yeah, on some of our some yeah. our favorites. So, Courtney, why don't you why don't you hit us off with some of the ones that like really mean something to? Um, yeah. You? As a as a kid, I grew up watching Cheers a whole hell of a lot. It was one of my dad's favorite shows, and that's the quintessential like just um, chill Boston downtown pub. Mm -hmm. um, it's based on an actual bar called uh, the Bull and Finch. And, you know, the whole gang is like a family. It's it's everyone knows everyone. Norm walks in, everyone goes, Norm. You've got Cliff Clavin, mm -hmm. your general know-it-all. I've always loved him the most, um, <laughs> for obvious reasons, if you've been watching this show or, or listening to this podcast. Um, the classic, will they or won't they, Sam and Diane? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The eventual um, uh, secondary show, Frasier Crane, actually started at Cheers. Some people know, some people don't. Which seemed like an awfully blue collar bar for Frazier to drink at. Yeah, he seemed a bit highfalutin. He was slumming it when he went there. Yeah, every yeah. yeah. time he's there too, he's just like, or if Lilith was there, just listening to his kind of nagging wife. Which yes, was, you know, <laughs> maybe the reason he got out of Boston. I don't think they serve sherry at Cheers. No, probably. Not. I recall. I think in the episodes he drank lager, like most most of the people at the bar yeah. just drink. Good on you, Frazier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely wonderful show. And why yep. would you want to go where everybody knows your name? But I did just recently see a, a few different like stills from Cheers of, yeah. of, of uh, what was the waitress's name? Carla. Carla serving the beer and other, and other people just drinking beer at the bar. And those pours were awful. Like in, in terms of TV accuracy, oh yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like five four fingers of head. Sure, right. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, in these mugs that look that like really stumpy looking mugs and like half. Of I will foam. say I love Cheers. It is terrible as far as like an actual representation of what happens about the staff are all lackadaisical. Yeah. Um, yeah. None of the drink yeah. orders seem to be right. Like it's it, besides the camaraderie, there's not a lot of accuracy there. And I'm not gonna remember the name of it, but there was a show on HBO called The Deuce, which dealt with the 42nd Street scene in the um in the 70s and early 80s and a lot of it's to do with the sex industry but um maggie gyllenhaal's in it james franco's in it but the scenes in and around the bars in that show from a 20-year veteran in the industry are probably the most accurate bar scenes i've ever seen yeah in terms of like management inventory like they just they, more they film yeah. bars really well in that show yeah, i haven't watched that one yet i gotta get around to it's, um, it. it's good roadhouses Accuracy in a way you yeah. think of it in the context of what the roadhouse is, <laughs> yes. right? But yeah, that's a terrific crap. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Roadhouse tonight. Okay, uh, so she did. Cheers. What do you got? Uh, yeah. So 
since the dawn of time, there has been a hotly debated topic among nerddom. Okay, here we go. Yeah, and you I, know I have to abstain from this because I'm not. I saying, we're looking yeah, at each other for this. One. You know it. It's Star Trek versus Star Wars. I'm talking about bars in both of both of the both realms. Both realms yeah. today. Um, so let's start with Star Trek. Uh, admittedly, I would say I may be more of a Star Trek guy, um, but there's a bar in Star Trek: The Next Generation on the Enterprise D called Ten Forward. Uh, in Section Ten, the forward first section of the saucer section, which has this beautiful um, view of space through the windows, um, ran by the lovely Guinan, played by Whoopi Goldberg, mm -hmm. who is an Elarian, or basically a race of listeners, and also an empath. So she can basically inherently make you the drink you don't even know that you want. Yeah. I think it's kind of a cool fact. Um, Ten Forward debut. The perfect yeah. First appearance, yeah, in uh, season two, episode one of The Next Generation called The Child on November 21st, 1988. Um, fun fact about the bartender, she was married 23 times and had, quote, a lot of children, <laughs> <laughs> as she said. Whiskey, a lot of children. But this is because her race can live extra long. So by my math, she was at least 486 years old. Um, but yeah, in 10 forward, they serve. So wait a second, she married somebody else from her race who also lives extra long. Did she get divorced 22 times? Or did she you know, marry into another race that just died off? I think she married into, you know, she just, you know. She floated around. Yeah, she floated around. Sure. Yeah, she did her thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, in 10 forward, you can get lots of libations, alcohol, synthahol, which is like alcohol, but with none of the um, effects. I'm trying to effects. think of the first line when, um, when he gets his first shot of synth, it's something like, oh, it's disgusting. I'll have another. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, invented by the Ferengi, synth the hall was. Yeah. But was actually detested by... That's pretty much uh, a Malor commercial. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> the Malor commercial yeah. Yeah. was great. Synth the hall, though, was not very popular with two main characters, uh, Robert Picard, John Luke Picard's brother, and Montgomery Scott, who you might know from the original series. Scotty. Yeah. He hated it, and he wanted the real stuff. So Guinan always kept a bottle of Aldebarian whiskey behind her bar that was gifted to her. That was the real hooch. Nice. Um, and yeah, 10 Ford used for basically any recreational events, birthdays, weddings, funerals on the Enterprise D. All right. Yeah. All purpose, all purpose pub. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. Pub. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm going to come around to my, my, oh, wait a second. This is also, that, that bar also inspired what you're drinking. Right oh now, yes. Right? I should say, um, I'm drinking, uh, Chateau Miadou, which is a Bordeaux. Yeah. 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 And uh, actually, the Picard family has Chateau Picard in Bordeaux in the fictional universe of Star Trek. All right. So there it is. So one of my runners up uh, for me is definitely um, the Ink and Paint Club. I think going to a show bar uh, that features dueling pianos and all variety of acts where you can interact with humans and cartoons <laughs> yeah. sounds like an absolute blast. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Exactly. Who framed Roger Rabbit? They can paint club. So the waiters are penguins. Betty Boop is a cigarette and cigar girl. <laughs> um, you've got some rip and good entertainment. Um, the ducks on doing pianos. Yeah, Jess yeah, Jessica yeah. Rabbit. <laughs> um, it that bar looks like a rip and good time. Oh, absolutely. At, yeah, yeah. At Beautiful all setting. times, I would totally drink at the Ink and Paint Club. Yeah. Cool name, uh, suave, suave spot, just a little grimy. You got a gorilla who's a doorman who'll throw you out in the alley <laughs> if, uh, if you misbehave. But you have to be very, very particular about your orders. 
Yes. Yeah, for sure. Because, Favorite line. Yeah, because if you order something, they will, you know, the cartoons will take it literally and, yep. and make a joke out of it. So whiskey needs probably the play unless you want actual rocks in your glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take a I would, <laughs> Yeah, I would drink at the campaign club. Like, every, depending on the entertainment, probably every weekend. <laughs> Booms, what you got next? Um, I I got next to the Snake Oil Lounge. So fans of Park and Rec. Parks and, Parks and Rec, Rec yeah. excuse me. Um, it is from the episode uh, Telethon, um, where <laughs> Tom Haverford and John Ralphio kind of concoct this uh, this uh, enterprising liqueur called Snake Juice, <laughs> Snake uh, juice. which is fictional beverage on, number one on my list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I go every kind of liquor, coffee liqueur, sugar, and ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, so and the ingredients. Entire, <laughs> the entire staff go down to the Snake Hole Lounge to help Tom Haverford promote his uh, uh, his new liqueur, and they all get wicked get toasty. Pissed, yeah. Um, that's also, I think, the first episode where um, Burt Macklin and Janet Snakehole appear. So yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Alter yeah. Egos yeah. April and Andy yeah. that are yes. hilarious. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also uh, there's a point where Ron Swanson comes to support. He's drinking scotch. Tom convinces him to have a sip. He has a sip, decides he likes it, and he um, gets so drunk, he, he, gets so drunk he starts dancing, but he starts like ordering people to drink it. Like, so yeah. this is not just a uh, recommendation, it's a guarantee. It's one of the only episodes where he deviates from scotch. That's true. Yeah, yeah the rest of the show, he's drinking yeah. straight up scotch. Yeah, and who's the designated driver? Donna Meagle. Yeah. She's, on a, she's on a juicing cleanse with Chris. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Anyone throws up home. in my Buick, you're out. Like, yep. Donna is like one of those underrated characters. She absolutely Donna is, is who TV. I probably drink with first. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch a, a, a Donna Jerry spinoff. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Like yeah, just absolutely. a Donna Jerry spinoff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> About their book club or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark, you got one, you got another one? Yeah. At least so, do yeah, a couple more. So we did Star Trek, let's do Star Wars. Mm -hmm. The one everyone knows from Star Wars, the Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first appeared in Star Wars, the movie, the film. New Hope. A New Hope. Well, it wasn't called A New Hope when it was first released. It was just Star Wars. I know. Uh, but on May 25th, 1977 was when we first saw it, located on the desert planet of Tatooine, mm -hmm. where, of course, we find uh, Luke Skywalker. Um, it's kind of a port bar. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, quoted by Obi-Wan, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Mm -hmm. Nice. Because you always uh, go there, and there's a lot of uh, black market deals that go down it. Yeah, uh, has entertainment, yeah. is disreputable, lots of shady characters, yes. lots of activity. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, talking about entertainment, the Cantina Band, actually, uh, I did not know this, they have a name. It's uh, Figrin Don and the Modal Nodes. The modal nodes. The modal nodes. What does modal nodes mean? Uh, so, like modality yeah. and nodes are like musical terms. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. All of them were played by actually uh, industrial light and magic workers. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which I thought was a fun little fact. And somebody can get shot in this bar, and like business just keeps right on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like we'll same clean up. Old, we'll old. clean up Greedo's body later. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, worry about that, that. I actually had you know it's that whole who shot first thing with yeah. Han Solo yeah. or Greedo. I think now it's kind of been determined that Han Solo did shoot first because he is a badass. And yeah. I think Lucas kind of walked yeah. that one back. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Um, the filming location for that, interestingly, was in uh, Tunisia, which nice. I thought was pretty yeah. cool. Um, and it was the first appearance of a lightsaber ever on screen when Obi-Wan cut off Panda Baba's hand. And also it inspired the real-life bar Scum and Villainy Cantina in Los Angeles, California, which is really cool. It's actually where uh, Kevin Smith films his podcast, Fat Man Beyond. Oh, nice. And it's like this like one-to-one -one remake of the Moss Eisley Cantina in Los Really? Angeles. I never saw that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right. pretty cool. 
but yeah, Masai's the cantina, man. Okay. It's just like a rowdy bar you could go to. You'd never know what's going to happen. Slightly dangerous, which I think is, mm -hmm. you know. Part of, part of part, its charm. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Part of its charm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I got another runner up before I get to my big one. Uh, but the Crow and Crown, uh, I guess, is, was one that I would totally drink at. So the Crow and Crown is from a, a British film called Withnell and I. And um, it's essentially about two struggling actors who drink way too much and then try to go out to the country for inspiration and just just muck the whole thing up. And um, I guess it just seems to me, like I've always wanted, I, I have an affection for UK pubs, even though I've never been to one. Someday I will get, to get over there to go. But it just seems like one of those like pubs around the corner where you can totally just pop in at any time. I think they order tall gins, which I think is just such an obnoxious <laughs> thing to order. There's a tall gin. What even is uh, that? Just a tall glass? A tall gin is is a is a way forward to to truly bad decision making oh, later on. Yeah. And I think they're nailing them at like ten in the morning. So like I don't think I would want to be a regular at the Crown and Crown because I think it would be a really right. depressing way to go to go through life. But I would dip into the Crown Crown every now and then just to get rambunctious. You have yeah. to be like a depressed struggling actor in order to go to the Crow and Crown. At least but I wouldn't, I just want to watch them. I want to watch, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a dingy 80s looking bar, but I guess because I love that movie so much. People watching it, yeah. That I would, I would definitely drink at the Crow and Crown. If you've never seen Withnell and I, it's a, it's a hilarious movie about two truly desperate souls pounding it away. What do you guys? We have, I think we should save this one right here for like the end. Oh, yeah. Since that one kind of popped up for all of us. Yeah, that's a good like combo conversation. Okay. Then I guess I'll do my big one, which is uh, Rick's Famous Cafe Americana. Rick's mm -hmm. Cafe Americana. Of Casablanca fame in 1943. Casablanca is in Morocco, Africa. At the time, it was controlled by um, uh, Vichy France. Um, but it, there was also like a port where basically you had a lot of people moving in and out. Germans, Hungarians, whoever. And um, uh, your kind of quintessential character there, Rick Blaine. He owns it. He's super cool. He doesn't drink with anybody, but he's also got connections with everybody. Um, Very suave. <laughs> yeah, super suave. And it's uh, basically a love story that's doomed from the start, wrapped in wrapped in drink and uh, World War One history. So it's exactly what I find. You can find a moral compass at yeah. Rick's Cafe America. Yeah. So you've got Rick, you've got Ilsa, you've got Victor Laszlo, Sam, Captain Renaud. Yeah, this, this beautiful glitzy place where I, I, all this stuff is happening in the background of this this shiny, beautiful veneer. It's several stories yeah. melded into one, and they all correspond to Rick's Cafe, mm -hmm. which is really cool. And most of the movie takes place in the barn. Yes. You've got ideal lines like, here's looking at you, kid. Um, play it again, Sam's con con uh, conversion. What I say? Argumentative because it's either played again, Sam, or play it, Sam. Yeah. Which the actual line is play it, Sam, but play everyone it, Sam. says play yep. it again. Um, then you've got of all the gin joints in all the world, she had to come into mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a great old old school name for a bar is a gin joint. Yeah. 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 Humphrey Bogart also yep. just would, would drink with him anyway. So. Absolutely. All right, you got one more? Yeah, so this is, uh, you and I are going to kind of tackle this one together. The Bada Bing. The Bada Bing. From bada -bing. The Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, in New Jersey. In in New Jersey. In New York, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lodi, Lodi, New Jersey. Oh, it's right? Lodi, New Jersey. Lodi, okay. New Jersey, yeah. Uh, Suburb of New York. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of probably, I would say, one of the main, if not the main um, settings in The Sopranos, you know? The, the, as far the, as characters the, coming together. The pork the, store and that one. Yeah, yeah the pork store too. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, was, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Gabagul, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, first appeared in the very first episode, season one, episode one, the yep. pilot on January 10th, 1999. 
Um, it's named after James Caan's character's Sonny Corleone catchphrase in The Godfather. Well. Yeah, yeah, you don't shoot him far away like in the army, you walk up and blow their head. Yeah, but I think you blow their brains all over your Nice Ivy League suit. Yeah, exactly. James Caan, Michigan State grad. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, so about it being, it is a uh, strip club, we should say. So, yes. Yeah, there's lots of lots it's of. It's definitely a strip club. <laughs> it's definitely a strip club, and like, and and pretty depressingly portrayed. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 like yeah. When you're it's in the main grind. the main area, it does get the very kind of depressing. Yeah. Vibe, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and the allure is is definitely like you want to drop in and like know that you're drinking in a mob bar, but you right. definitely don't want to right. linger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was ran by uh, Tony's uh, consigliere, Silvio Dante, or Sil, as you yeah. call him, who is the guitarist for uh, Bruce, Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Little Steven's Underground Garage, too. He's the DJ. Yeah. 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 yeah, he yeah, yeah. Curates that show. Yep. Um, and then Steve Van Zandt. Steve Van Zandt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other fact I have written down is that it's uh, inspired a real life coffee shop chain in New Jersey called the Bada Bean. <laughs> Bada-bing. Much more. Bad, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Bada Bing is is a dangerous spot. Like you're gonna yeah. celebrate there. You're gonna like whenever anybody gets out of jail or prison. I mean, that's yeah, where they're place, that's yeah. where they're rolling yeah. in. But like one of the strippers dies there. Like, yeah. And I think in the very pretty, first episode, scary don't, don't they find out that their maybe it's the first two or three episodes? they that's where they find out that their boss died. Spoilers. Jackie April. Oh, this Jackie whole, April, yeah. Jackie, yeah. This whole yeah. show yeah. is spoiler alert. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, but I mean, if you haven't gotten around to Sopranos yeah. now, like, yeah. it's the first episode. That's not really that much of yeah. a spoiler. It's a character you don't even see. And it's unfortunately where they kind of mold the idea of um, killing, uh, what was his name, Big Pussy? Big Pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah if he's, because he was working with the feds and he was wearing a wire. Yeah, Little Pussy Malenga gets killed early on. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, they, and it sucks too, because Big Pussy was such a good character. He was, he was one of my favorites. He was. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So my main one that I'm going to get to before we kind of come to a consensus one that I'm sure you guys can can see coming. But um, if I had to pick one, it would probably be the Gem Saloon, um, mm-hmm. which was actually a real life bar. But um, I would drink in the fictional Gem Saloon from Deadwood. Yes, because yes. ideally I would at some point want to drink with the fictional version of Al Swearengen, played by Ian McShane. Yes, it is absolutely the central location in. The show and the show is essentially about. I I always seen that show as a metaphor for the coming together of America. Oh, absolutely. From yeah. like from raw materials, and it makes sense that so many of the things that 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 focus on the formation of that community in Deadwood happen at that bar. Yes, absolutely. It's um it's a de facto political hall. Mm-hmm. It's where where debts are settled. It's where grievances are settled. Yep. Um, whole lot of uh, Lady of the Night action. Upstairs, oh, uh, yeah. lots of gambling, yeah. um, a piano, and I think from what I can tell, the only beverages consumed are whiskey and beer, which sets up just fine for me. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I, even, I don't even recall seeing beer, but maybe there was. Dan sure Doherty draws a, beer off of a, a okay. hand pole. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. He drinks out of a giant mug. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So just the general ambiance and the fact that Al Swearingen is my favorite television character of all yeah. time, it, it makes it a really easy decision to drink uh, at the Gem Saloon. Yeah. Although there's a bit of competition for the Gem in what, season two? Cy Tolliver's joint. Yeah, yeah, the, the the Bella Union. Bella. I'm not drinking the Bella. No, Union. it's very hoity-toity, uptight. You want yeah. to gem? And Cy Tolliver's an asshole. He really is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Al's an asshole, but Cy's but he's a well orchestrated. One hundred percent. Yeah, yes. like he's yep. he's much more my speed. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. To me, this character is like bad on the outside, good on the inside. 
poor, poor well, yes, choices at least for well intentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, it's complicated, but yeah. Yeah, Deadwood and Sopranos were kind of that first wave of HBO like great well, and, coming out of HBO. Yeah, yeah. And the wire. And, and, the wire. and the small wire. mention to the I this, I think it's just known as Dolores's bar, but the, the bar in season two of the wire with a stevedores drink. I would totally drink. I think you can get like eggs and whiskey at like seven o'clock in the morning. It's a longshoreman's bar. What a combination. I forgot about the wire. That's great. Eggs yeah. and whiskey. Yeah. Okay. And then our last one, which I think is um, just a pretty obvious choice. Um, it's from the Cornetto trilogy. Yes. The Winchester. Because yes. uh, as, as I say in the film, uh, we'll just have a nice cold pint and wait for this all to be over. No matter what you've got going on in your life, the Winchester is the perfect place to go for yeah. any occasion. Yeah. Survive yeah. uh, the zombie apocalypse? Check. Anniversary? Check. Yeah. Yeah. Date night. Salty snacks with your best friend. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's within walking distance of their of their residence. So yeah. yeah. Uh, the exact quotes I want to, to say is take the car, go to mom's, kill Phil, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for this all to blow over. <laughs> Absolutely. How's that for a slice of fried gold? <laughs> <laughs> the, the trilogy yep. in general has such good ones. Yeah. yeah. If you have not seen those films, please do yourself a favor mm -hmm. yeah. and go watch them because they are and so good. And each one has like ideal pubs. So like Hot Fuzz uh, has The Crown. Yep. It's the crown, great yeah. And The World's End has 12 of them. Well, the World's End yeah. has The First Post, The Old Familiar, The Famous Cock, The Cross Hands, The Good Companions, The Trusty servant, the two-headed dog, the mermaid, where they uh, meet the marmalade sandwich. Yes. The beehive, the king's head, the hole in the wall, and the world's end. Hmm. Nice, nice. The old familiar, I think, is the one I would go to. The old familiar. It yeah. just sounds like such. It was a, one. The, the, the first two cock? were both the carbon. The famous cock. cock. The famous <laughs> cock. Yeah, yeah, that's where I they meet that. the. Uh, the famous the, cock that stands, always stands like this. The female the love yes. Yeah. So uh, I want to end with with a quick one before we leave, um, and this is something that I think we kind of talked about. Before the show, yeah. um, if you could pick one fictional character to drink with, who would it yeah. be? This took me a while to choose, but I decided with Hercule Poirot. Yeah? Um, yeah, I've always been a huge Agatha Christie fan. Um, I thought about a couple other famous detectives, but I thought Poirot would be really well-versed and just kind of asking him how he went about his process. He drinks a little snifter of brandy, which would be very cute. And he's a Belgian, yeah? He's Belgian, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's who I, that's my choice. It'd be a sophisticated night out. And that's probably what I'd go for more often than not if I yep. was to drink with someone more famous than I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you already know where I'm going. Is it Picard? I mean, he's up there, but you have a couple of pints with Admiral Akbar <laughs> and you start getting him going. Uh, it's a trap. It's, it's a, a friend. <laughs> the, the, the running joke is that you can you can apply Admiral Akbar's uh, one famous line to literally anything. Yeah, basically. You know, yeah. Admiral Akbar's sandwich shop. Uh, it's a wrap. Yeah. Admiral Akbar's uh, sexually transmitted disease. It's a clap. Yeah. His coffee shop. It's a frap. It's a frap. Yeah. yeah Admiral Akbar's preferred uh, alternative to a handshake. It's yeah. a wrap. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, 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 I yeah. think that. Uh, He'd be a lot of fun. Plus, you'd probably learn some military strategy. Oh, absolutely. While he, you're there. He, I mean, guy. he is an admiral. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah. So, yeah, he would be the main one. Or I'd also like John Luke Picard as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. So my, my runner-up was going to be Dr. Watson because I don't think I would want to drink with Holmes because I don't think he'd be that much fun. Right. Drinking with Watson would, would be fun because he's an ex-soldier. It seems like he's not averse to a good time. Plus, you'd learn about Holmes, and Sherlock Holmes is my favorite fictional character. But putting... I, what I was going for, I guess, if I'm picking a person to drink with, is not necessarily who would I have the most fun drinking with. I'm looking, I'm looking at conversation. Sure. And yeah. I think Fox Mulder from the X-Files would probably yes. be my favorite. Because after a couple drinks, 
the conspiracy theory stuff would just be through the roof and <laughs> I would just kind of tune him up and let him go. And I think after three hours, your head would be swimming, even if you only had one drink. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. it would just be yeah. so nuts what yeah. he had to, to share. So yeah, Fox Mulder for sure. If we do runners up, I would say uh, Nick and Nora from The Thin Man. Oh, you series. do drink with the swab folk. You do drink with yeah. the folk. Yeah, they were uh, infamous really, cocktail drinkers. But yeah, they were. Weird and rowdy detectives. Booms, I really thought you were going to go Giles from Buffy. But... I would have gone Giles oh. from Buffy as well. That'd sweet, just be such a gentle little night. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your ancient demons, Giles. Yes, and you'd probably bring along old books that you could look at. It too. would, yeah. yeah, 100%. All right. Well, this has been fun, and I'm sure we'll find. Um, other ways to reference pop culture and drinking at some point. It'll definitely happen. But uh, we thank you for tuning in and check out some of our other, the other stuff on iLogic Media. Um, and for Mark and Courtney, I'm John. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers.